Hey, 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 what's good, my amazing friends? This is Sarah Amazing Grace, and I want to talk to you about Anchor. If you haven't heard about Anchor, Anchor is the easiest way to make a podcast. They have their own creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcasts right from your computer or even on your phone. And it's free. Anchor will even distribute your podcasts for you so that then it can be heard on Spotify or Apple Podcast or or so many more. You can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Hey, what's good, my amazing friends? This is Sarah Amazing Grace, and you're listening to The Remedy. Oh, man, you guys. <laughs> man, I knew you were trouble when I walked in. Do you guys know that song? <laughs> um, I'm not going to sing it. I don't want any copyright infringement. I didn't write it, but I knew you were trouble when I walked in. You guys, do you go to church? Today, I want to take you to church. I want to take you through this experience that has blown my mind wide open. You guys, we moved to a new state. You know this as listeners. And I'm so bummed, but yet also so fired up over this experience that I recently had. You guys, I've walked out of a couple churches down here. And yeah, straight up walked out. Why? Because some of these places, they don't even know Jesus or who Jesus is. Either that or they've completely forgotten who Jesus is. Man, Jesus left the building. The Holy Spirit wasn't even there. It made me so sad. But also, my gosh, was I so upset. This first church that we visited, man, we were so stoked to go to this particular church. Before we moved down here, we were like, oh man, it's only a few miles from our house. That's totally where we're going to get plugged in at. (laughs) God had other plans. We walked into this church to find people sitting six feet apart, the elders all muzzled, all in cloth masks, not even making eye contact with people. And there were signs everywhere from the moment you walked in all the way through the sanctuary, pumping fear and government propaganda. Man, I wanted to run out from the very jump. The minute we went in, I went, no, this ain't it. But my husband, he said, let's let's just give it a chance. You know, calm down a little bit. You know, Sarah's a little fiery. All right. So we're seated, again, six feet apart from the people next to us. And then the pastor comes on the screen on the stage. He says that he's at home because he's not feeling well, but he's so glad that he got his shot, his injection, because hadn't he gotten his injection, he probably would have been way more sick. And you know what? While he's talking about it, why doesn't everyone else go ahead and get their injection? Because that's what Jesus would want people to do for us to take care of others in this way. (laughs) If you know me, you know that that ain't it. Man, I got up and I was done. I'm out. Bye. I got up, walked out. My husband's like, "Uh, bye, everybody. (laughs) Walked out with me like this ain't it. 
we were bummed because while I don't subscribe at all to any of the celebrity pastor craziness that goes around, in fact, there's no such thing as a celebrity pastor. There are pastors that maybe a lot of people have heard speak, but if you are standing for Jesus, you aren't a celebrity. Jesus is the celebrity. Well, unless you're not standing for Jesus and you're doing it for your own glory, because none of this should be for our own glory. This is for the glory of the kingdom. It's for the king only. But anyway, I digress. So when I gave my life to the Lord, the pastor of this church, his books and his devotionals really spoke to me. He has a way with biblical stuff that really gets in deep and hits a lot of points of people's lives. And I was so looking forward to being taught by this guy who I looked up to as someone who the Holy Spirit spoke through, right? But then to see this, Dude, I was so bummed. I feel like right now we're in an age where we can see who is filled with the spirit of truth and who isn't. We are living in a time of total blindness, unlike anything that I have experienced, unlike anything that most people have ever experienced. This propaganda push that has been so laid upon people, it's so clear to me what a false narrative it is is, yet so many people have clung to it and are blinded by it and are giving into this worldwide agenda. And no, I'm not going into some tinfoil hat wearing scenario in this podcast. That's not the point of this podcast at all. Although I do have a tinfoil hat and I wear it proudly. That's not what I'm going into in this. And we can talk about the science all you want all day long. And I'll just say there are a whole lot of questions and I don't like any of the answers because a lot of the answers have dollar signs and are totally in my opinion, tainted. The love of money is the root of all evil. And I'm just going to say that. All right. But when you're tapping into an agenda that is being pushed by unbiblical sources that are making people not able to buy or sell and coercing people out of their jobs, there's something to be said for standing up and saying, uh, something ain't right here. <laughs> That's all I got to say about that. And okay, back to what I'm talking about with these churches. Anyway, man, where is Jesus at? Where is faith in any of that? Pushing government propaganda and using fear tactics on your own congregation? That has nothing to do with the Bible or Jesus. Dude, I was so bummed. Who let the world dictate what was being preached at the pulpit? <laughs> well, we know who wanted that preached from the pulpit, but why these pastors be letting that enemy dictate what's being said from the pulpit? Oh my gosh, you guys, where is the Holy Spirit at in these places? places. Man, I was I was totally shocked. Moving down here to Texas from Portland, I figured, okay, Texas, God bless Texas, we'll be able to pick up a rock and we're going to be able to throw it in any direction and we're going to find a Bible-believing, word-preaching sanctuary and group of people who want the spirit of truth in them. So the next week, 
week, we went to our second church here in Texas, being so disappointed by what we had experienced in the first church. And having come from Portland, where I have to say most churches, not all, there are a few that are standing, but most churches in Oregon in general took a seat. When Babylon came calling, they bowed to Babylon. And it blew my mind. Also, what is being preached from the pulpit and what is being shown in the pews is this total Babylonian propaganda agenda. And it's shocking. The Holy Spirit left the building. And man, people are starving for the bread of life. People are parched and so thirsty for the living water. You go to places that are supposed to be serving that buffet, churches, pastors that are supposed to be serving up the buffet of living water and the bread of life. And instead, people are getting a buffet of fake. They're getting a buffet of worldly propaganda. Anyway, I digress. So because we were so bummed, we're thirsty, man. We came from this dry desert, spiritual desert, and came down here to Texas fully expecting there to be just rivers of living water. We moved to the Texas hill country where there are underground aquifers that are pumping out fresh, clean water from the earth all day long, all night long. There's water pouring out rivers everywhere, beautiful rivers that you can float on with uh, your inner tube and, you know, it's a tube in the river. It's a thing down here. And a lot of people think, oh, Texas, well, Texas must be desert. No, where we live is like subtropical. There's water everywhere. Super amazing place. Anyway, so we had envisioned coming to this place where all these churches who were flowing, you know, I got a river of life flowing out of me, you know, flowing of, you know, rivers of living water. We were so parched and so thirsty. Well, we have this church experience and we're blown away. So I'm not going to get duped again, right? I'm going to go on to the groups that I belong to on Facebook or whatever for local churches. And there's this one church that so many people were saying, oh, well, we go here. We go here. We go to this church. Oh, on Sunday, they're, you know, having some bouncy houses for the kids because it's back to school. We Okay. And I thought, hey, we want to meet new people. This seems to be where a place where a lot of people are going. Hey, uh, husband, you want to try this one on Sunday? Well, yes, I do. So Eric, yeah, okay, let's do it. Let's go to this church on Sunday. We roll up to this church and the parking lot has a ton of cars in it. All right, cool. This is a place where a lot of people are going. All right, I'm stoked, right? Okay, let's let's do this. We pull into the parking lot and, you know, I'll admit we're a few minutes late. Uh, worship has maybe started in the sanctuary. We're not late late, but uh, the parking lot has a lot of cars in it. We pull up, we find a parking space, we roll into it. And I'm thinking, man, someone's sitting in their car and they are bumping the radio. I hear Taylor Swift. And if you look at the title of this podcast, you'll know what song was playing loudly. And I'm thinking to myself, man, someone's sure playing that loud in their car. But you know, hey, we're going to church. I get out. I love music. I love all kinds of genres of music. And I'm, you know, I'm a singer. I've sang on a lot of different records and I've done backup vocals for people of all different types of music. I've sung that hook or whatever for a lot of different types of music. And so I'm not a music hater. I'm not some, you know, oh man, they're listening to that kind of music. No, 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 no. I can appreciate all kinds of stuff, but yo, 
we're rolling into church, right? It's Sunday morning. And so I'm thinking, wow, that person really is bumping their radio in the parking lot of church super loud. We get out of our car and we're walking towards the church sanctuary, the building, and the music is getting louder. And I'm thinking, we're walking away from the parking lot. Shouldn't it be getting quieter? It's getting louder. The music is coming from the freaking bushes. What the heck? Yes, the speakers outside of this church are bumping Taylor Swift. And the song should have been my warning. I mean, I knew you were trouble when I walked in. That should have been my first clue. But we noticed that it is the church loudspeakers that are bumping this. And then the song goes on to yet another pop singer singing a song about, well, I mean, blatantly fornicating with another person. And, you know, what a fun night that was. Literally, as we're opening the doors into the lobby, this music is in the church lobby, my friends. We walk in and I'm like, oh, what's going on here? So then there's, you know, we're greeted. Hi. Okay. Yeah, good. So when they open the doors for the sanctuary and we walk in and as I had said, we were maybe a few minutes late. And so church had started. People were sitting down, the lights were off and we expected there to be worship music blasting from the stage. A worship band, it is church on Sunday morning, right? That's what we're supposed to be doing is worshiping God, God with the big G, not God with the little G, the God of Babylon. No, we're supposed to be worshiping the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords, we open the sanctuary door and we are pointed to two different sections. A section for the unjabbed people who are required to wear masks, although there's no mask requirement in Texas. Certain places can suggest that you wear them. (laughs) which whatever. Anyway, we look over and there's a whole section of people who are muzzled in their cloth muzzles and a whole other section of people who have taken the injection and on the stage ain't no worship music playing. It's two school teachers. Again, this was a back to school event. There's two school teachers who are being praised for taking their injection and from the stage telling parents that because there are no mask mandates here in Texas, our governor here is actually standing up to all of this garbage that is being pushed out. Okay, and it's garbage, you guys. I'm just going to be real about it. At least that's my opinion. That's where I stand. But from the stage that should be speaking about Jesus, remember, people are thirsty, thirsty for the word of God. These people are standing on the stage telling the congregation that if they don't mask their children, that they're not doing what Jesus would have asked them to do. What the what? Where am I? What the heck is going on? I felt like I had been punked. I felt like I was in the twilight zone. Are we at church? What the heck? Needless to say, your girl didn't stay. Man, I turned on my heels. I walked back out to that lobby and we were bailing out to our car when we were stopped by the greeters in the lobby who had greeted us when we came in. Super nice. I mean, super nice people greeting us as we come into the church and the lobby has a bunch of people milling around in it because church had just started. So there's a coffee bar and, you know, t-shirts or whatever, you know, going on in the lobby. And so people are milling around. They hadn't yet made their way into the sanctuary, although a lot of people had, right? The greeters, super kind ladies, they were shocked. Where are you guys going? Kind of thing. Uh, You guys, are are you leaving? And I said, oh, yes, we're leaving. (laughs) And they said, are you coming back? And I said, uh, no, we will never be back. And my husband looked at me and went, "Uh (laughs) uh-oh. 
He knows that my powder keg had been bulging and he knows that the fuse had already been lit and inside of me was Holy Spirit righteous anger. I was sick by what I saw, you guys. In the name of Jesus, this garbage was being perpetrated. Where am I? So no, we will not be back. And they said, why? And my husband, you know, kind of took a step back and went, all right, here she goes. <laughs> so in my Golden Girls, you know, Sophia Barillo, you know, picture it, Italy, 1935. No, picture it, Hill Country, Texas, 2021. Sarah, standing in the lobby of a church full of strangers, blows her top. <laughs> And I did. You guys, we have just been coming off of 2020. People are starving. People are thirsty for the things of God. And what is this garbage that churches or places that have the audacity to call themselves a Christian church, a representative of the gospel of Jesus Christ, the audacity that these places have to say that they represent the God of the universe when people are so thirsty? Man, I blew my top. No, I will never be back. And I hope I looked up, I looked up and I saw that there were cameras, you know, in the lobby. And I said, I hope your pastor can hear me. But if he can't, then feel free to tell him what I'm about to drop for you right now. Shame on you. Shame on you. This is a church. We are living through biblically unprecedented times and people are starving for the truth, for the word of God. We are living in a sea of fake fake and you guys are pumping Taylor and you guys are segregating people out of worldly fear. You have one job as a church, one job, and that is to bring the gospel of Jesus to the dying and the lost. Instead, you're bringing the world into taint your church. You had one job and you guys have failed miserably. You don't need to make the bread of life more palatable by coating it in poison. You don't need to draw people into church by making the church more like the world. (laughs) And the lobby who had been loud and bustling and Taylor Swifting it up, you could hear a pin drop. Jaws dropped. People were like, (laughs) who this Karen be Karen way too much about all this stuff? But you're right. I be caring about this because souls are involved. We are talking about eternity, you guys, and that is all that matters. Where are the pastors who are supposed to be standing up to the world? Now I know I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to dial it back because I know that there are a few who are, who have stood in the face of all of this garbage that has been poured out on the world for the last couple of years, especially in 2020 and 2021, where it's become incredibly obvious. But where are they? Where are the pastors who are refusing to mix the world into biblical stuff to make it easier to swallow? It seems to me like they would rather just fill their seats and get their tax-exempt status than preach the truth. They want the cotton candy fun and the bubblegum pop playing outside. They don't want to stand when it could cost them. You know what? The world is lost. Why are pastors leading the blind with more blindness? And also, why can't they see it. If you can't see it, then maybe you need to ask the Lord to open your eyes because when the scales fall from your eyes and you see this facade, it is so clear. If your job is to lead people spiritually and you can't see it, there's a huge problem. The solution to that, of course, is asking the Lord to open your eyes. It's repenting from whatever worldly garbage that you've got going on in your life that you're selling out to the enemy to keep. But, (laughs) 
Boy, Sarah getting deep today. Yeah, I am. Is it popular to go against the mainstream? No, it's not. But Jesus said that they hated me. And if you're riding with me, they're going to hate you too. It ain't Carly and Taylor and all these other people, you know, uh, Nikki pumping their songs in the lobby of a church because it makes it easier to get people in. And what fun bouncy house stuff for these kids who are now listening to this music that is speaking about things that they don't need. We are living in a world full of craziness. And you're bringing the craziness in when these people need to be washed by the blood of Jesus after being out in the world covered in garbage all week? What the frick? But you know what? I am riding with Jesus. So you know what? What's up to my haters? Because I know you're there. I know you're listening right now. I may even be calling you out. I don't know. But I'm okay with that because if I'm riding with Jesus and you're hating on me for that, hey, it ain't my thing. You take it up with the man. In Romans 12 2, the Bible says to not copy the behavior and customs of this world, but to let God transform you into a new person by changing the way that you think. Then after God changes the way that you think, it says that you will learn to know God's will for you, which is good and pleasing and perfect. When you renew your heart and mind with seeking God in prayer and meditating on his word, praying that your eyes will be opened and afreshed daily with his knowledge and wisdom, you will see. In Ephesians 5.14, the Bible talks about waking up. You know, I'm sure you've heard a lot of like woke and awake and what's the difference between woke Jesus Christ and being awake. The Bible talks about this. In Ephesians, this is why it said, awake, O sleeper, rise up from the dead and Christ will give you light. Real Jesus tapping into the realness of the one true God and he will fill you with his light. And then that light, my friends, is what illuminates the path ahead of you. How about standing for Jesus when the world governments make it illegal or mandate you to stop? So many people have said, oh man, yeah, I'm going to stand up. But the minute the government said to take a seat, man, you sat right down and some of you are still sitting. Stand up, stand up. What about Paul talking in Romans chapter three about obeying governments, Sarah? What about that? This is probably the most abused passage of scripture next to shutting women up who are anointed, which has also been abused in church. You guys, it all comes down to context, the time and the place that this was written about. And I don't have time today to go into all of the historic references and what that particular church and who the people would, you know, Paul was talking to, et cetera, et cetera. But when you take a text out of context, then you're left with nothing else but a con. And that's what this is. Paul himself literally defied the government every day. He was martyred for it. So did all of the apostles and all of them, with the exception of John, were also murdered for their faith. Martyred, if you will, sounds better than being murdered, but they were murdered because they defied somebody that didn't like being defied, but they did it for the sake of the kingdom of God. John the Baptist stood against the government. He was jailed for it. Then he disobeyed the king's daughter because he wanted to uh, remain true to his morality, and he was killed for that. Jesus himself disobeyed the government many times and also the church of the day, which was controlled by the government. He blasted those people. He even went like full MMA style with a whip and turned over tables and money changers that were stealing from the people inside of the church. You guys, this is war. This is a spiritual war. Churches, if you know Jesus, if you really are representing him, get in the fight. Stop bowing to Babylon. You guys, this is war. 
I had a pastor friend come to me tonight and he was concerned for me because I, I've been in the fight. My posts, uh, the things that I say on social media, I have become more and more bold as the days, the weeks, the months, and now the years have ticked on since the beginning of 2020. Initially, I didn't want to offend anyone, so I'd post silly, funny memes, but as the wheels of this train have picked up speed and things have become more and more completely obvious as to where this is headed, guys, I grabbed my megaphone and I have been turned up the volume tremendously, and I am no longer afraid to be who I am and say what needs to be said. But he came to me tonight concerned because I've been speaking that truth and shining light on the dark corners and the stuff that's happening around the world. And he said that, gosh, if we shine the light on those dark corners and we show people what's really going on, it might take away from the gospel message. He said that he didn't see anything going on right now as spiritual or any different than just normal government corruption that's been going on since the beginning of time and the beginning of governments. Nothing to really sound the alarm about. Dude, uh, what? Uh, this ain't a spiritual battle? What in the world are you talking about? We are spiritual beings. We have the breath of God in us. Romans chapter 6 says that we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities and the powers of dark rulers and spirits of wickedness in high places. Everything is spiritual first. What we see here in the temporal realm is a manifestation of what's going on in the spiritual realm. We are spirits first and flesh second. And as a pastor, if you you are not operating from that spiritual, eternal kingdom work mindset, then maybe this is not the line of work for you to be in dealing with spiritual things. And you guys, if you are attending a church that is letting the world in, that is not viewing through spiritual eyes right now, if you are like my pastor friend, who, by the way, I still love this guy and I respect him, but on this, he's dead wrong. If you're thinking it ain't that serious, what's going on around us right now? We have primetime mainstream media news anchors stepping down from their jobs and in their farewell speeches telling us that the enemy is through the gates, that it's encroaching already in our towns and in the streets. We have mainstream news anchors that are telling us that, but I have pastors telling me that it ain't that serious. If it isn't serious enough now, how much more serious do you need it to get? Time is so short right now. In my opinion, we are watching the book of Revelation unfold before our very eyes. We don't have time to waste being led by silly blind men down a road to destruction for fear of offending somebody. What do we say on this podcast? Choose your shepherd wisely, right? The power left to us by Jesus through the Holy Spirit, that gives us power beyond what we can even know. And it's it's not our power. Don't, don't get it twisted. Greater is he that is in us, the Holy Spirit, than he that is in the world. But don't deny that power. Don't neglect that power. Don't neglect what they tell us, which is gathering together in that power, in the name of Jesus, because it's eternally serious. You guys, we will not reach the world looking like the world. 
How are we to be called out and set apart if we aren't called out and set apart? You know, no riding that fence. Using the carnal to attract carnal people will only make what you have to give them carnal. It means you have to keep ratcheting up the carnal to keep them coming back. Because the truth is rarely popular. And also speaking the truth is rarely easy. In fact, you yourself may not like what I've been saying, but I know for some of you in your hearts, this arrow is finding its home. The devil is not fighting religion. He is too smart for that. He is producing counterfeit Christianity, which is so much like the real one that good Christians are afraid to even speak against it. You know, John Bunyan said that when a person becomes a Christian, it is no longer a priority to listen to the world. It's no longer a priority to care what the world thinks. Everything changes. The world looks completely different. All of the temporal pleasures of this world become less enjoyable because a greater joy has been found. So then John goes on to tell us to put your fingers in your ear for you no longer care about the world's opinion and you run like a lunatic crying life, life, eternal life. Now, my friends, it's not the time to sit this one out. Now is not the time to conform to this world. Now is the time for this little light of mine. I'm going to let it shine. This is the time. So I leave you with this, my friends. Do not be afraid to shine on. I love you. And until next week, peace. Hey, hey, hey. Thanks for tuning in. If you like what you've heard, don't forget to subscribe. New shows coming at you each week. If you have a question or a comment, send them to asksaragrace at gmail.com. Catch you on the flip side.